Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. Wingover's been very excited for this story. I don't know what's going on. But it's been a day without cultists screaming outside our windows. I actually got a nice bit of sleep last night. It was, it was mighty fine. Why don't you head on over to Wingover? There's a strange light post standing next to him. Greetings there, travelers. It's me, Wingover Gimbrel, famous name Bad. I'm so glad you could join us today. I'm very excited. You see, we are going to be following MZ today. That's right. It's all MZ. That's the same with the next part, too. It's all just going to be MZ. We're going to learn so much what's going on with the Gift Yankee. Very excited for today's episode. Before I get into this, travelers, we got a piece of fan mail, which I love to look at. Fan mail. Ooh, what do we got? Fan mail, and it says, Terrifyingly Terrific. That's by Diana Ellie. Five stars. Terrifyingly Terrific. The story begins with a twist and settles into what feels like a traditional fantasy campaign before taking a sharp left turn at mind-blowing macabre. The production values are some of the best you'll hear, and Lucas' gift for storytelling and performance bring this unique world to life. Do yourself a favor and make time for Ballad of the Seven Dice. Thank you so much. Hearing this kind of feedback really helps us. It really helps light that fire under the belly. Or is it feet? Is it fire in the belly? Yeah, fire in the belly and under our feet. Really helps us just... Uh, get that drive. Unfortunately, travelers, that's our last piece of fan mail we have. So, if you've been enjoying the show, if you think this is pretty good, you know, and you want to give us some, some, uh, tell us what you've been enjoying, that kind of thing, head on over to the Atunes or Podchaser. Podchaser don't have to use the terrible Atunes device, so that's something. You could just use a web browser. Ooh. All right, travelers, I... Uh, when the hell did this lamppost get here? Where the hell's our lamppost inside? Dear Wingover, this is our gift to you from BattleBads.com. Did you know that you could get amazing sound effects like horse carriages rolling down a cobblestone street? Or even the sound of meteors raining down on people screaming for their lives. Head on over to BattleBuds.com. Hope you enjoy the lamppost. It has been bolted into the floor. You can't move it. We, A part of it's an immovable rod. Are you freaking... It's in the middle of the inn. What am I supposed to do with this? Who puts a lamppost inside... Sorry, travelers. They got me again. BattleBuds got me again. You may have won this battle, BattleBuds, but I will win the next battle. All right, travelers, where were we? Diving into MZ. So last we saw of our poor gift Yankee, it was quite some time ago. MZ was at one moment sitting in the caravan with everyone else, and the next moment... MZ was gone, drifted away. So what has happened to our dear gift Yankee Prince? 
ever since we last saw them. Join me for all hail Prince Emsi, part one. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing Emzy, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen of Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Drax here. The Dragonborn Artificer and Chosen of Machines. Previously on Ballad of the Seven Dice, when we last left Emzy, Emzy was in the caravan with the rest of the group. He had went off into his own room and when he felt ready to go home, suddenly his brother Narmak had appeared and placed his hand on Emzy's shoulder and suddenly they were both gone. Whisking him away, there, there was, was suddenly, suddenly a, a flash and a and feeling, feeling like the like pit the of your stomach, stomach just, just drops. You look around, your eyes start adjusting as you smell this smell of home. This uh, not quite stagnant air, but it doesn't have that same smell that a beer twirl has where everything smells quite fresh. And you look around and you see that you are in a place very similar to your dreams where there is these large gates that are set up, these large uh, circles and you see like Gith are marching onto them and going through portals and then there's like a person that's standing by a little pedestal at each of them and they're operating a few different gems inside of it. You kind of dazedly look around and you see Narmak looking at you. His robes are pulled up, his hood is up, and his hands are in his sleeves. Welcome home, Prince Emzy. And you hear a very familiar horn start blaring. As you look up to one of the towers in this sort of grayish purplish sky that looks out into space, you see this brass horn that is just sparkling off in the distance being played. And it is the same brass horn that you recognize from when you had watched Dorum and her group go into the Far Realms. Narmak? Yes, Emzy. I had a... had an interesting dream not too long ago. What was that about? I don't know, you tell me. You couldn't even fool me in a dream. He scowls at you. I was doing our mother's work. I was locating you. I was certain you were dead, but... Yeah? Here's I was wrong. And how disappointed was she? She was quite pleased. Really? Very. She's heard of your gift. 
Oh yeah, I bet she has. Word travels fast when a Gif Yankee is traveling among the lesser races. <laughs> Are you ready to go to the castle? I suppose so. So what have I missed? What's been going on? You two start walking through these streets. You see there's a it's mostly Gith here. And everyone seems a little bit on edge as you're walking with Narmak. And he turns towards you while you're walking. It seems we've been facing a hostile intruder. One that we can't quite locate. As you like walk by these very sharp, like, gothic architecture-looking buildings. They go up quite high. You can hear the sounds of different gith that are training in the background. You see there's a number of children that are being taught the way of the sword, as a few older gith that are instructors are trying to teach them, like, different ways to counter an illicit coming after you. And you pass around a corner, and Narmak says, This intruder... They call themselves the Hive. The Hive? Not many know of them. We're trying to keep it that way until we can get it contained, but it's spreading fast. I haven't heard of this. What are they? I believe they're an insectoid race. They're a parasite. They live inside the head of their host, and they all seem to follow this shining god. Hmm. Shining God. Yeah, I know that one. What do you know of this Shining God? <sighs> it's it's a cult. Uh, basically, the people I've been traveling with and I uh, have been fighting them, killing them every chance we get. They've been trying to do the same to us. It's all connected with... Uh, have you heard of a man named Matthews? No. How about Dorham? Dorum Highfire. It's a plane walker. They were going around hunting down the latest disruptor. Okay. Well, her. And then when you entered my dream, do you remember how I got away? There was interference. Something pulled you out of the dream. I couldn't quite tell what it was. It was Matthews. Matthews pulled me out of the dream. Is Matthews your ally? No, and that's why I don't understand why he did it. Could it be that Matthews does not want you to come home? Maybe he doesn't want me to interfere with the hive? Mm -hmm. Maybe he doesn't want me to see Mother. He kind of smirks at that last comment. Well, it's not often a thing we all wish to do. But we are her children. <laughs> And you keep walking, you're going through these different market areas. Every so often you see a person who isn't Gith. And they are, it's usually a person that's peddling wares or someone who looks very well-traveled. And every so often you see one of the Spelljammer ships fly overhead as it starts to come down to dock on another side. A red dragon flies overhead with a number of Gith sitting on its back. And you can hear the horn sounding once again as an another group of gifts must have just returned from a victory. Things have been busy. The Illithid have been acting strangely. What have they been doing? Eating. They've been eating their elder brains. They are claiming unique identities, following 
some illicit god. Can I make a knowledge history to see if I've ever heard of or remember or anything like that of illicit attacking the Elder Brain? Yep. Uh, 19 altogether. So you've never heard of any cases like this, but you do remember just before you had received your symbol from Truth, you had encountered a gift who was slowly being transformed into a mind flare, and they had talked about how the Illithid met another one of their kind, one more advanced, and it spoke to them and drove them into a fervor, and they ate their elder brain. I'll, uh, I'll say that to Narmak. I'll tell him that. Mm. Before I disappeared, this is what I encountered, and I'll explain that to him. That adds up with our other reports. We've had other people claim they've encountered illithid priests of sort. We've been managing to catch them while they're still in disarray, learning still from being unattached to their elder brain. It's been making for easy pickings. But still, the change is unsettling. I don't know how this is all connected, but while I've been gone, I've killed a few... Well. I personally haven't, but there are Mind Flayers, Elithid, that are involved in this somehow. There's 13 of them, and a few of them are dead so far. I don't know how they're connected. They all have patches on them with their specific number. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Interesting. The Elithid we've encountered have not been detached long enough to have created a personality, but the ones that you're dealing with must have already started developing a unique identity. And you are going through these streets, you see, like, now that you're coming up closer and closer to the castle, it's looming high into the sky. There, like, you see all the stars that are reflected around it. This gray haze kind of hangs a little bit, almost simulating clouds in the air. You see there's these gray trees that reach up, and they have these purple leaves that are hanging off of them, and they sort of line the way leading up to the castle, almost like this this royal pathway that you're going through. You can hear the horn clearer now. As you look up the castle, you see this horn is brazen just very brightly up top. You can almost make out tiny little red sigils on it. Has this horn always been there? Like, is this something? It was like a recent acquisition, maybe 20 years ago or so, that some gift brought back as like a a great triumph. And so they're all like celebrating that, like, oh, look at the spoils of war we've collected. And now they just use it as like a a great sign of triumph whenever a gift return or there's like a, a moment to celebrate they use this horn okay nobody really knows the origin of the horn they just collected it from an outer world okay our brother and sisters are already there it seems uh, mm. one of mother's royal guards uh, went out looking for you Zyrak <laughs> yeah Zyrak found your friend, Kalsar, the Silver Shield. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. Interesting one, that one. Isn't he? We've had our eye on the Silver Shield for some time. They interfere here and there, but they haven't been much of a problem, but now they're just remnants of what they once were. 
Yeah, I, I haven't really met many of them. I only really know Kelsar. He's pretty powerful. They gain power from a so-called god that they follow. Okay. What's the god's name? Yegditha. So you get up to the castle, and there are two guards. They're covered completely in armor, which is not very common for Gith. Gith often have more loose-fitting armor that they can move around in. They're very flexible. But you know, your mother has a private stock of guards that she likes to keep on hand, and she often keeps them completely covered up due to the fact that they're undead. And you walk into the castle... And there's a number of people that are standing guard, and they bow, and you hear, All hail Prince Emzy, the warrior from the tales. And you see there's a large banner that's been constructed, this tapestry, and it's the same as you saw from the old scroll that you were given. There's you standing there with two blades of blood coming out of your hands, the blue veins are glowing on your person, and there are hundreds of dead gith around you. You see there's your brother, Sugoth, this massive pit fiend who's just casually leaning on the banister of the set of stairs going up. You see your sister, Aerith, who is this female gith who has this tight-fitted leather armor, and she has two silver blades on her back. And you see that there's uh, your other sister, Shandine's, and she has a number of those psionic crystals floating around her head. Her eyes are completely white as she turns towards you. And your mother, standing proudly, is there. You see her skin is gaunt and tight. Her eyes are, like, sunken in. She's clutching onto this scepter as she smiles warmly at you. Her, her gown is flowing down. She has this crown up top her head. My son... As, you know, whoever whoever's all there, you know, as, you know, there's the all-hail Prince Emzy and all that. Mm-hmm. And I look around, I see, I see the family. I take a few steps towards mother, and I, I take a knee, and I, I bow, a, you know, like my head is way down. Like, mm. gotta show some respect. She walks up to you fairly calmly. You feel this bony finger and this nail sort of scrape along the side of your face. When we found your body, we thought you were dead, MZ. What happened? I'll, uh, look up at her. When I was in the caves, hunting Mind Flare, everything stopped making sense. And I ended up running into a couple of them. And I was killed. And yet here you are before us. A fabled hero from our prophecies. So I've learned. Come, come, let us go have some dinner. I am starving. You walk through the halls and... As you're going through here, you see there are many magnificent portraits of the different people who rose up, the people of Gith. You see the original ruler, and standing there regally, and as it's going through, eventually it starts hitting pictures of your mother along with those as you're going through the hallway. 
and more and more you see it's just pictures of her sometimes pictures of you and your siblings but just a lot of her you get led through a few hallways and it's all coming back to you this is your familiar home this is where you where you grew up these halls and you come into the dining room which is lavishly set you see all your siblings are there sitting around a dinner table and there's all this food and wine set out your mother sits down at the head of the table as you are sat down alongside with your siblings people quickly start dining and your mother is uh, not eating anything of course because you know as many others do that the queen of the Githyanki is a lich. You see your brother Narmak is staring at your symbol, and your mother points right at your hand. Is that what grants your powers? Yes. It's a... parasite. A parasite? From whom? Uh... From... A powerful being. Can you transfer it to anyone else? Mm, Not that I know of. And how does it connect to you? How do you get its powers? It's inside me. These powers are impressive, MC. We have heard tales of your deeds in the material plane. You are facing off against (laughs) creatures of sorts, the monstrous versions of these these beings with the symbols tell me have you slain any illithid we've taken out uh, some illithid like creatures and we've taken the head of one are the illithid not your main enemy you fight out there no in fact apparently we have the same enemy just like we were talking about earlier Ah, yes, this so-called Church of the Shining God. Pathetic, these people worshipping and groveling at deities for power. What do you know of them? These cultists, they're being led by... this being, entity, called Dorum. And her right-hand man is another being called Matthews, or also known as the Ghoulish One. Narmak met him. Narmak shifts uncomfortably in his chair. Yes, he was the one inside the the dream when I found you, MZ. Your mother looks over at you. Have you met this Matthews? I've I've fought him. Your sister Aerith chuckles. (laughs) You? Multiple times. Your brother Narmak looks at you. Why does this Matthews care about you? Like, what does it matter if you live or die? Oh, he cares. He sits back in his chair a little defeated, just glowering at you. Your mother leans forward a bit more, looking at you with her dead eyes. What does the cult want, though? What are they after? Why are they here in Tulnarath? Why are they there in that world? Why are they following this Dorum Highfire? What is it that this Dorum wants in the church? The purpose is to bring back a god. You've encountered this Matthews, but have you encountered Dorum? Is she formidable? Are you able to defeat her in combat? 
I put my sword deep inside her, but she she's powerful. Be that as it may, MZ, it sounds like you must defeat her. She's becoming a thorn in our side. I will. Just give me time. MZ, tell me about this death. You died, then what happened? Was there an in-between? Did you see the one that gave you the parasite? I don't know. When I died, I came to in this other world with a few other individuals. These other individuals, they have powers like you, I presume, if they have the parasite. Tell me, MC, are their powers useful to us? Will their powers be useful for the Empire of Gith? No. Your brother Sugoth just tears this meat off a bone, looking over at you. If you died, you passed when this Alithid killed you or Matthews or whoever did it. How do we know you're actually MZ? What if you're just a copy of MZ? Maybe you're working with this Church of the Shining God. Maybe you're working with the, the Hive. I am the real MZ. I'm the only MZ. Easy to say. I don't know. I don't trust it. I've seen people create bodies before. You could just be an empty husk, no soul, no nothing. Just a flesh bag that looks like MZ. If I wasn't me, would Narmak have been able to enter my dreams? Clearly, I'm who I am. Your mother nods at this, and Narmak does as well. Uh, but just roll a persuasion check, and we'll see if you can get Sugoth to get off your back. Uh, okay, well, I rolled a four. That would have been plus a zero. Oh, he just narrows his eyes at you, and he's just suspicious while eating. Your mother gets up from her side of the table and slowly walks over to you, her nails dragging along the table. MZ, my precious son. <laughs> Give your mother your hand. I don't want to. No. You could always uh, <laughs> tell her no. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll fucking go smooth. Um... Okay, I'll give her my hand. Are you gonna try to hide the memories of Death Shift, Bordon, everyone? Yeah, I'm probably gonna try to hide a lot. I'm trying to think of how to do it. I still have that flower on me. I'm just gonna just picture the flower, I guess. I don't know. Like, I just. So you start picturing this flower, and you feel something on your chest, and you look down, and you see it's there. Okay. Because I keep it in my pocket on my chest so yeah that's what Bordon looked for like immediately in all your stuff then yeah that was what he wanted fuck of course what'd you say that he looked through all your stuff and it wasn't there yeah so if you're trying to fight your mother looking through your mind um go ahead and make me a wisdom saving throw uh 16 Okay, not bad. You put up a really good mental resistance. I'll let you choose two things you can hide. What would you like to hide? First thing I want to hide is Borodon's gift. <laughs> yeah, you do. 
<laughs> and um I should have thought about this. I knew this was coming. Yeah, you know your mother likes to pry. Uh, and I guess if it's possible, I want to hide details surrounding myself. Like I don't know, I don't know how much I can hide with this second option, but if I can hide like names, like if I can just maybe she gets some names, but she doesn't get everybody's name. Maybe she can get some people's faces. Like maybe she knows what Borodon looks like, but she doesn't know who he is or his name. You know, like trying to make just make it hazy. Like maybe as she's going through my head, it's like people don't have faces or. Maybe when things are being said, you know, she's like going through everything as like names are being said. Maybe she just can't catch certain names. Just, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so kind of make her like sift through dreams instead of like organized memories. Yeah, like just a very hazy, you know. Okay, yeah. So you're just, you're trying to scramble the information as much as you can, make it difficult for her. So she's going to get... She's going to get a lot of what you went through, but she's not going to have a lot of the really fine details about it. Yeah. Well, you understand what I'm getting at. Like, maybe instead of all the information, she only gets, like, 50, you know, or... Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So your mother's hand touches yours, and you immediately feel these cold, prying fingers of magic seep into your mind memory after memory is flitting and you are quickly trying to hide what you can. You hide Bordon's gift, his ability to manipulate time, and you start trying to just obscure as many of these memories as you can possibly obscure. You go through the fight with Oblivion. You go through dying from Matthews. You have the fight with the mind flare that ends up <laughs> killing you. You have so many different little pieces that you're going through. Your conversation with Haster as you're standing before the king in yellow and all these memories are ripping by you and just every opportunity you can you make one thing hazy you obscure one person's face you hide a name your mother is quick and she is combing through this and it is all you can do to just make it difficult for her the one who gave you this symbol haster the king in yellow old older than time haster will die by my hands my dear ambitious son maybe you have many surprises ahead of you but this symbol this parasite it's deep within you it's consuming your soul it's already eaten a portion of it i could feel the void within you i cannot remove it it's a parasite inside me i told you i feel as if there is more inside you mc all you have to do is ask and i'll tell you what you want to know i've been extremely honest since i've shown up i haven't hid anything from you what is the chosen's purpose I've already told you. We are fighting Dorum, we're fighting Matthews, the ghoulish one, and we're fighting the same cult. 
So it would seem. And once I'm done with Dorum and Matthews, I will take Castor's life. I will kill all abominations. I'm not so certain you'll be able to do this. This being I saw before you, that was a being beyond power. Something older than what we know. Are you certain you could accomplish this, MZ? Our kingdom is on a giant dead god. True, death comes to all. Exactly. Though I fear, my child, that this might be a being outside of death, unslayable. I'm sure someone said the same thing about this dead entity that we're now feasting on. True, true. Ah, my dear son, you are filled with such vigor, such ambition. But the point of the matter, why I brought you here, is not to discuss the slaying of this king in yellow in your mind. We are here to discuss the hive. They have taken over much of our lands. Many of them walk in Tulnarath. We're not sure how many there are, but it always feels like when we slay a batch of them, three more pop up. We have been very unsuccessful, and it is frustrating me. I need you, my dear son, who has been hunting these beings, these worshippers of this shining god. I need you to find them. Has Narmak not been able to handle the situation? Your brother Narmak just looks right at you, just glaring... Well, you were off playing with your friends. We've been here trying to keep Tulnara safe. Sounds like the situation's gotten out of control with me being gone. It's okay, though. I'm back now, brother. Your brother just scowls and looks down at the table. And your mother, she leans a little closer to you. Now, now, my children, do not fight. MC. you are a gith. You've been traveling around with these lesser beings for far too long. You need to come back to Gith. You need to save your people. Aid us. Aid us, Emsi. Will you not stand up for Tulnarath? I would die for my people. And I will do this. That's what I like to hear. Perfect, Emsi. Tell me, though, while I was looking through your memories, a word popped up, a word I know of. Tell me, Emsy, what do you know of the Disruptor? Uh, <laughs> I think I've heard that term. Indeed you have. It is the term that defines the half-elf man you travel with. Ah. <sighs> Ronnie, he's unique, and he just does whatever he wants. Narmak looks over. So you're traveling with these people, these beings of power, and you hide them from Gith? You just lurk with these other beings? 
these lesser ones. And your sister, Aerith, she kind of waves him off to the side. Tell me, MZ, if you were so good at hiding from us, how come Narmak was able to find you? How did he find you? Narmak invaded my dreams, and he didn't fool me even for a second. He's not as powerful as he may look. Your brother throws down his sword. <laughs> I had you fooled. You didn't even know you were in a dream. Don't even give me that MZ. You are hiding behind some other people. Some trick. Something I didn't know. <sighs> and your mother puts her hand on his shoulder. This bony, gnarled hand. Now, now, children. I shouldn't have us quarrel. Not when it's the first time we've been a family in so long. MZ will go out hunting, and we will all enjoy this meal together. Now come, let us dine. I'll eat. So you and your family feast. There's quite a bit to eat. Everyone feasts, downs food, drinks drink, and... After a while, people just start wandering off. They've had their meal, had their fill, and they've had their fill of their mother. So, they all go their respective ways, and then it's just you. I guess I'll go for a stroll or something. Okay. So you just want to kind of like walk around the common districts and see what's going on? Yeah. I guess I should have asked, but like, where do they even want me to start with this? Like, They didn't say? Yeah. So yeah, I guess I'll just go for a walk or something. So you start walking through the town, you leave the castle, and a few of the guards nod at you. One of them speaks up. Would you like some guards to come with you, Prince Emzy? Uh, maybe a couple. Very well. He nods at a few, waves them over, and they they march forward, and they're with you. You see it's uh, two of your mother's private guard that are traveling with you, two of the undead. Oh. Mm. These guards we can trust. We don't believe the hive can affect these ones. Stay safe out there, my prince. Okay. Come on, boys. And I kind of kind of tap one on the shoulder. So you know that uh, your mother's private guard, they're very powerful gifts that were brought there and had their souls consumed because your mother is incredibly paranoid about a gith rising up and she believes that she has this hidden from you but you've snuck a few times and watched her do this and I imagine that's probably one of the things that really has you wanting to fight against her yeah yeah that's a huge part of it <laughs> So you recognize, like, these are, like, gith heroes and legends that exist amongst your people, and now they're just these walking husks. Mm -hmm. Just by being here, am I able to figure out, like, when I died and you said we went to a different time, and it could be extremely far in the past, it could be extremely far in the future, is it, like, am I able to tell at what point in time I'm in? Or is it all... Oh, do you mean like when you when you yourself got transported to the Forgotten Realms? Yeah, like the, like you kept saying, like clearly it's not super far in the past, right? Because she's she's undead. Yeah, 
So it seems like you're definitely into the future. You're into the further timeline, but it seems like a lot of time has passed since you've died. Okay. Like a lot more than you thought it would be. Like it's definitely been years since you've died. Yeah. Because it's kind of interesting that you brought up the whole rebellion thing. I'm just trying to think the last person who I knew was involved in that was Zinn. Yeah. And Zinn's been long dead, so... He was your only contact with the Rebellion at the time. Yeah. But it is possible for you, because you know a few telltale signs of, like, how to find, like, uh, the Resistance establishments and that kind of stuff. So you know how to locate these places, and everyone believes that you were dead. I guess... I'm going to use that knowledge and just go for a stroll and see if I can see any of these signs. Like, just see what's going on, you know? Make me an investigation check. Ugh, seven. You can't really see any signs of resistance. None that are at least very clear to you as you're going along. Every so often you think you might see something, but you just disregard it. You're like, no, that can't be it. It's too obvious. Yeah. Yeah, Zin being my only contact... Yeah, and uh, the other people that you are with, they're all dead now. And as you're going around, you do notice that a lot of the citizens are kind of warily looking at you while you're walking with these guards. And, like, every so often, some of them are whispering to each other, just, like, kind of glancing your way before, like, going inside or trying to go down a different street or something like that. Like, it's very clear that everyone wants to kind of give you... A wide berth. As they should. Wandering around, you get a feeling there's just so many eyes on you. You're always trained to be cautious, always know when somebody's watching you. You become more and more perceptive <laughs> as you've continued adventuring. You're going through like this sort of market area, this bazaar, and there's a lot of different gifts that are here. Like They're all talking, there's different creatures, there's some devils and demons that are walking amongst this area. You see there's a few dragonborn that are here of different colors. The odd human is around trying to sell different wares. You see like these ships are flying overhead and like slowly stopping by a nearby port. There's just a lot of movement going around, but every so often your eyes just catch someone staring at you. And it's like a, a dead-eyed stare. And it kind of throws you off like... It's not like somebody maybe being cautious, not somebody being inquisitive, it's just this dead gaze. Uh, would this be the hive? It could be. Are there any, like, markings on there where it looks like maybe there was a violent entry into the body? Oh, make me a perception. Nine. No, they seem fine. Not not today, says roll 20. With the low, low, low. You're going through this area, and... You find yourself like sort of trying to go through these different side streets and it's getting you're getting a little more boxed in as you're going and you keep feeling like someone's following you and you're looking around and you just can't see anyone. You make it to this corner and you go down this one area only to realize that it's been recently constructed into a dead end. You hear this like a set of boots walking. And there's a gith that's looking at you. As you turn around, their eyes are completely black. Prince Emzy, you've returned just in time. We have to stop your mother. 
Meanwhile, in the infinite realms of the cosmos, connected through the hive mind. Are you certain this is wise? Partnering up with the Githyanki Prince? What else would you have us do? We are running out of options, and if the Githyanki Queen succeeds, it will surely spell a doom for the Githyanki people and throw the cosmos out of balance. But Prince Emzy is one of the Chosen. They are fighting to stop the Shining God. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Remember this. It may be a difficult thing to work with the Chosen for now, but at the moment our goals align. To fight Prince Emzy at this moment would be pointless. And what about the other Githyanki Prince? Do not worry about Prince Narmak. They are an ally. They understand the importance of utility of the Hive. I do not feel like I trust them. At any moment, they could turn on us. That is just the Gith memory speaking through you. Do not fear. Our plans will go accordingly. Should we plan for the revolt? I think we all know what could happen. No, our forces are great. The Githyanki Queen's spell could not possibly do that to us. Never mind their prophecy. False words from a paranoid people. We should plan for it nonetheless. There will be no more discussion of the prophecy. Now, we all have our orders. Let us move. I tell you, travelers, if it's one thing that really freaks me out, it's the hive. Because, uh, think about it, tiny little bugs, they go crawling into your ear, maybe your nose, your mouth, slip on under that eyeball, and they eat your brain. They eat your brain and become your brain, and they have all your memories, they got all the stuff going on inside that head, and they just become you and take over. That's scary as shit! You don't know who's a hive. They could all be a part of the hive mind. Oh, that's scary, though. Bugs are creepy as hell. Especially things like ants. There's too many of them. And some of those ants get like 12 feet tall. I don't trust ants at all. Scary bastards. Well, Travers, if you've been enjoying our tale and want to hear more audio goodies, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash ballad7dice. We have tons of content there. We have audio dramas, we have one-shots, we have character journals, we have all sorts of stuff. And right now we're doing audio dramas where it's like a choose-your-own-adventure. People vote for the outcome. We're following a robot, gelatinous rube, and a sea elf as they're breaking into a cultist headquarters. There's a freaking cyborg in there. It's been getting nuts, travelers. And if you want some sweet Death Shift shirts, or like just Battle of the Seven Dice merchandise, you can head on over our store. Head over to Battle of the Seven Dice and go to store and it'll take you away to the Threadless store. There's so much good merchandise there. And it helps support the show, helps us purchase art, get better equipment, that kind of stuff. 
All right, travelers, I must be off. I am excited to get back at BattleBards. I have something planned. I bid you all adieu.